Good day, and welcome to the Talk It Out podcast. My name is Neil Bailey Harper, and today I'm having good thoughts. The adventures of Desmond and Ma Tickle. It's a Godfather story, and I'm sticking to it. And no, I don't mean Godfather like the movie, I mean Godfather. Well, you'll see. The music I'm listening to comes from the brilliant Michael McDonald. Now, you know what? We're all given gifts. Um, And everybody can sing. Everybody can sing. But everybody can't sing. This is Michael McDonald. A live version of what the world needs now is love. Um, I believe that we are all given gifts. Firstly, the miracle of life is one. And that miracle, you're given gifts to go along with that. It's like, it's almost like a heavenly baby shower before you're born. You know, you get this and you get a package, a, a, a swag bag to go with, to go with it. Now, some of us come into our gifts very early and we understand them. Some of us takes a little bit longer. I don't know. For me, it's all over the place. But but it's a gift. And we're all given a gift of love. We all have taken our own time in understanding what love is to us. Um, I have two sons. And um, I was blessed, oh, 15 years ago to be named the godfather of two other children. Um, Now, it's really probably one, but I'm taking them both. Um, My sons don't have kids yet. Fine, they will, they won't. I'll love them. They're going to have kids one way or the other. I think we all do. We all influence someone somewhere along the line. But to be asked to be a godfather of a child is a blessing it really is it means that the people who are asking you are saying that if something happens to them if you're in the family or you're not in their immediate DNA family they're they're saying that they know and they trust their most prized the, the things that mean the most to them in their life they're trusting them with you so Years ago when uh, the woman I'm related to by marriage and I were asked to be godparents, it felt good. Now, the circumstance just came about because we were people just being people and and trusting and getting to know people and loving people and in in a small environment where we realized we could help some people in a, in a good way that we liked and that liked us. Um, I said before I had two sons, I kind of think I got four, maybe five. Two through DNA, three others through just love. Well, Cleveland is my oldest son. And here's the thing I learned also, that As much as I like to talk, 
I can't express and, exp- and explain everything. I can't. Um, there's no expression that says those who can do and those who can't teach. I don't believe that. Because teaching is doing. And what I, even though you teach what you can't teach, what I can't teach is trust. That's something you got to do. You got to show. That's something that takes time. So when my oldest son, who I lovingly call him, when when, when Cleveland decided, he was in this service and he served his country. And doing that, traveling away, the woman I'm related to by marriage and I saw that we could fill a void while he's serving our country. We could serve his family. So, and Cleveland at this time had just had a second child. So I can't imagine me being asked to go away for an extended period of time and leaving a child not even six months old for an extended period of time. You know, if I had to do it, I would do it. But I know that's a difficult thing. It would have been a very difficult thing for me. So... My two sons who are maybe eight or nine years older than... Okay, let me go back first. Desmond and Ma Tickle. Desmond Tutu, I call him, is DJ. DJ Jaquay. Desmond Jaquay. Uh, I guess Desmond's about 19 now in his first year of college. Um, Ma Tickle is my Asia. Now, I love him to death. Um... For the first year of Ma Tickle's life, and I don't know why I started calling her Ma Tickle, because she smiles all the time, I don't know. But Desmond's maybe three or four years older, and for the first year of their life, their mom, Ebony, who is the only daughter I've never had, they basically lived with us while my son was overseas. And we... It, it was, you know, we having two kids already was one thing, but they were maybe in their 10, 12 years age. So having two young, it just all seemed natural. I don't remember anything seeming like work. I never remember anything seeming like work. I always, only thing I remember is just warmth and smiles. I never felt like, I mean, we were, the wife and I were doing fine. It was never in a struggle. It was never any issues. It was never anything that we had to to add to, to take care of anything. It just all felt right. And for a year before Cleve came back, they basically, like I said, lived with us. And then even after that, we spent three or four days a week with each other. And it was something I had never done. But it was something that I felt like I was supposed to do when asked to do. I felt like I, we had the heart, the whole family had the heart to do it. And again, it wasn't like we were doing anything extra. It seemed like this was all natural. So if you have, and, and the other thing too is being honest that I knew it was a difficult situation to be away from your family. And when you come back to your family and, a, and you have children at a very young age, 
a lot of stuff, you're processing a lot of stuff. For me, being connected to a little girl from the time maybe she was three months until she was one year and three months, and, and Desmond, who was maybe four years old, these, these guys are in our house, we're feeding them, we're partying with them, we're playing with them, they're sleeping with them. It was just so natural and so real. And then adjustments are made, but I never felt like I had to explain or, or nothing needed explaining. And years later, because again, if I'm doing, if I'm blessed to be asked to do something, then I'm going to bless them back. I can't explain blessings. I couldn't explain why they asked us to be godparents. So there was no need for me to explain to them why we love taking care of and being part of their lives. Uh, this is Michael McDonald too, I Gotta Try. Years later, um, Cleve sent me a text on Father's Day. And I remember immediately sharing it with my sons. Because in his text, he said that subconsciously he saw what I was doing. And he made me see me clearer by telling me that, you know, I'm not, I'm a kind of guy who thinks out of the box. And a lot of people don't see that. And just to see how he saw me touch my heart because it was something that I would have said if I knew how to say it, but I didn't. And even though we had some, some situations with people around us, I never worried about that because I wasn't doing it for them. What we were doing was not about anybody else. It was about us. It was just about us. Um, now, after three or four years, him being back in there, basically all, every family, every holiday, something like that, we're around each other. And then they move away to Georgia. And in 2009, my oldest son and the whole, my whole family, my DJ Brandon, Lisa and I took a trip to Atlanta uh, looking for a record deal or some things. And on the way back, we got to stop in North Carolina. And, and what family does, when you get a chance to see each other, you see each other. So we met somewhere off a rest stop in North Carolina. And I think Ma Tickle was about five or six. I hadn't seen her. I hadn't seen Desmond since they were one. Now, Desmond was a little older, so immediately he's, he's rambunctious and Brandon and DJ are all over him. And they're loving him. And Ma Tickle was kind of like, okay, it seems nice, but the look in her eyes was like, you got to prove yourself to me. I don't know really who you are. And I understood that. But at the same time, I was so excited to see her. And it was just something about her eyes that always made me feel good. So, again, for some reason, we sat at this rest stop for a while and we're at a picnic table. And I didn't run and grab her. You know, I didn't want to make her uncomfortable. But after a while, she, I remember her sitting on the other side of the picnic table from me. And she put her head down on her hands. And I put my head down on my hands. And we just looked at each other. Now, we had been there for about an hour. Finally, I don't know how it got there, but she was tired. And I picked her up. And she laid her head on my shoulder. And, and it just, that was the connection. 
I just felt that she knew who I was. Even though she might not know who I am, she knew who I was in that moment. And she did the same thing with Lisa and Brandon and DJ and, and her mom and dad, I love them dearly. And so, so they gave us that space, which they always did because they knew our intentions were love. And years later, we follow everything they do. Um, Desmond, I will tell you, you should have not have gotten caught when you picked off that pass in high school. He picked off a pass and had about a 70 yard run for a touchdown. He ran about 55 yards, got caught. You gotta work on your speed. But it was just, it's just like seeing this. And then, and then maybe two years ago, Cleveland comes up on business and Brandon and DJ and I are the only ones in the house, so he stops by and he sees us. And I do remember DJ talking on the phone to a friend. And DJ said, hey, look, man, I have to call you back because my God brother's here. I got to call you back. I'm talking to my God brother. I do a lot of things, right? This was one of them. It took me about... Oh, I don't know how long the detox after my tickle and Desmond moved, moved away. But again, I believe if I tell you I love you, it's not for you to tell me you love me back. If I want to bless you, I can't be concerned what you do with the blessings. My thing is I'm blessing you. And if you're blessing me and entrusting me with that blessing, I need to do something good with it. So... Even though I missed them, the, the daily and the, the weekly visits, I missed them a lot. I knew that for that time, in that space, we did what we wanted to do. And what we wanted to do was what we were supposed to do. And every day, I feel good about that. I've always felt good about it. I don't need any rewards other than the work. The work is the work, and if the work is love, that's always a reward. I, I mean, I'm curious as to know how many of you are godparents. Now, it's, it's you know, my two sons, my, my brothers, I have two brothers, and they're the godfathers to my sons. So normally it's in the family, but if you're a godparent, it's your... I don't know if your connections are constant over the years. I don't know if there's a time and space where you needed to be there and, and maybe mentally or physically in someone's life. But the connections are real. And, and if, especially when you put the word God in front of it. That's saying, I want you to raise my children if something happens to me. And you got to be ready to do that. But nothing's going to happen to them. You want, in other words, they'd say they want you in their life, their whole life long. And whether or not they feel that way, I feel that way. I, I always have. And, and I like the fact that in showing love, I understood part of how I give it. I understood that all I need is to give it. And in giving love, I feel love. So, I learned a little about myself. Um, 
I learned a lot about girls, even though I have nine sisters. Having uh, Ebony and Myasia, it's a whole nother animal. And I'm glad I had boys because girls are difficult and they're hard to say no to. For me, they were a little harder to say no to than boys are. But to know that today, um, we still love each other. We still have a good relationship. And all of this came about because, and I don't know why it really all came about. But I just felt like in these times when, when we can't get to, in certain situations, we probably can't get to some people that we love. Um, the love still comes out. The love is still in you. And, you know, I, I try not to be that person who says, well, every day is the last day of your life or you can do this or not do this. Or I'm going to get to that now because of this. But this can be a lockdown or an extended vacation. And I'm planning on getting in my car in the month of June and going to Georgia. So if you guys are listening, I want you to know I'm coming. Uh, my tickle, I know we'll probably have to start all over again, but I don't care because it's worth it. You know, I, to me, I don't associate, it's not like grandchildren to me. I don't have grandchildren, so I wouldn't know. But it's not, that's not the kind of relationship it is for me. It's just the fact that, again, we're all villages. There's all families of villages in a lot of ways. Um, through DNA and, and those who, who bring love to it, it's not necessarily about DNA. This is Michael McDonald again also. It's called Find It In Your Heart. And for those of us who, firstly, all of us are children of God. But some of us want to profess it louder than others. Okay, that's cool too. For me, I want to do it. I have another good friend from Philadelphia, um, Tony Abney. And, and since we both grew up in the same neighborhood, basically, and he's a learned man about, about uh, the Bible and, and about theology, so I could ask him questions in the bluntest way possible. And Tony led me to believe that even though I didn't understand a lot of things in the Bible, I was living a lot of things in the Bible. So whether I could ex take you to chapter and verse is one thing, but if I'm just being me, maybe you can see chapter and verse in that. Um, like Michael McDonald said, find it in your heart. When we made that decision, and I don't even think it was a decision. There was nothing we sat down and even talked about. It just happened. That our families came together. And it wasn't like I didn't have enough room. Or we didn't have enough room in our heart. It was there. But we, we did it. A lot of us have this space in your life, in your heart, that you can reach out and I'm guarantee you, when you're reaching out to somebody, you're, re you're reaching out to yourself, you're, it's, it's coming back to you. Again, I love to talk, but sometimes I know not to. 
Because I'll take a simple subject and add all kinds of nouns and verbs and syllables and all that shit. It just might mess it up. So you wait. You do what you're supposed to do. And if nobody ever talks back to you, you still know you did the right thing. And that's, that's all you get. If you get more than that, great. Then you go back to the heavenly baby shower where you get all these extra gifts. But you give the gift. That's what you get. Is you get the ability to give. And it comes back to you. So, to my clan in, in Georgia, we will see you this year. Um, I hope you're staying safe. Uh, you bless me totally. You really bless me. And I love you guys dearly. Hey, I'm just reaching out. It's Sunday morning. Or Sunday morning somewhere. And it's nothing like listening to this guy. A lot of times. Hey, everybody. Do your best. Find it in your heart. Find it in your heart. See, a lot of times I believe we ask God for something he's already given us. If you, if you feel like you don't get an answer, maybe you got it already. It's like losing your keys. Look around the house. You'll find it. Find it in your heart to care for somebody. Talk to somebody. Let them talk to you. This is the Talk It Out podcast. Ebony, Cleveland, Desmond Tutu, Ma Tickle, love you. I'll talk to everybody later. Have a blessed and wonderful day.